Amen. We serve a great, amazing God, don't we? Oh, gosh. Let's just bow our hearts for a moment. God, we are overcome by you. We are just left speechless by you. By the thought of all that you've created, the beauty, the majesty, the intricacies of everything that you have made as our creator. And all of that brought down in one man who chose to live with us and suffer with us and understand us and love us to the very end. God, we are overwhelmed by you today. We just want to declare you as God, as sovereign God, as God over all, over all of creation, but also over each one of us. God, we love you today. We just want to praise you for the God that you are. Amen. Today, um, we're going to continue in worship by hearing a story from a student. Craig, um, Craig Brown is here, and he's going to come and share part of his testimony. If you don't know who Craig is, he is, he is walking among us, and he is, his story is just, it's almost unbelievable that we have a student on this campus like Craig Brown. Uh, if you know him, you know some of his story. I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting Craig last year, I think, and, um, and we've just met regularly for pastoral care, but also just um, to encourage each other. And I'm excited for you to hear his story today. So would you welcome your fellow student, Craig Brown. Hi guys, I'm a little bit nervous right now, so please bear with me. Um, so it's an honor to, and I'm grateful that uh, Lynn asked me to share with you today. Um, I'm, I don't usually share these things about me with everybody, but if it's going to be encouraging to somebody, then it's definitely well worth it. Um, so, yep, from, from London, England, probably can tell by my accent, it's a bit different. Uh, I'm 35 years old, so I'm a mature student, and... Uh, yeah, so the main reasons why I decided to come to the States, which I did about four years ago, was uh, first of all to uh, compete for Jamaica in the 2016 Olympics and also to go back to school because I always wanted to go back to school, but the environment I had at home made it very, very difficult. Uh, and so making the decision to come here actually was very much a leap of faith because when I originally planned to come here, I realized that my associate's level degree uh, wouldn't transfer. So I ha I'd have to go back and do my associate's again before completing my bachelor's. And my inheritance only gave me enough, left me with enough to complete my um, associate's. So I kind of came here just hoping that somehow I'd be able to uh, pay for the rest of my degree. So that was a bit of a risk. But there was a, but I, God's always been present in my life in many ways. So um, before I actually carry on and continue to share, there's some scriptures that I want to share with you which have been pretty important to me, uh, well, throughout this whole journey. And the first of which is uh, Philippians 1 and 6, uh, which says, uh, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you 
will carry on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And another one which has been really important for me is uh, Joshua uh, 1, 5, and 6. And it says, uh, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And these words have been pretty important for me when it came to overcoming the challenges that I've had since I've been here. Like to be courageous and to trust that God started something in you and he's going to see it through to the end. Um, so when I first came to the States, uh, my coach actually kind of encouraged me, persuaded me to come over. He said, come over here, train with me, and uh, I'll help you get set up. I'll help you get ready for the Olympic Games. So I said, okay. And it was an opportunity to go back to school, so I thought, okay. So there was a few pushes and pulls to come here. So obviously there was the opportunity to compete for Jamaica, and that was important to me because my dad actually passed away two weeks before I qualified for Athens 2004. So he just missed me qualifying for that Olympic game. So because he was from Jamaica, I thought it would be just fitting to try and compete for that country just in honor of him. And also the environment I was in at home was a little bit negative to the point where a lot of the coaches I was with and some of the friends, I don't feel like they kind of believed and had the same vision that I had. And so I actually felt like I had to move and get out of that environment to be able to chase this goal. And also, when I was training, I was training here in, 20, in 2013 for the World Championships. And when I went back home, where I was living, uh, my mom actually moved into a smaller apartment. So I didn't have a bedroom. So I had nowhere to live. So that was another push to come here as well. And also, before competing for Jamaica, I was competing for Great Britain for about 13 years. And that came to an end. So there was quite a lot of push and pull, which kind of kind of indicated to me that um, I feel like God wanted me to come here. And also, my pastor, the first day he met me, he prophesied and said, your future is in America. You're going to meet your family there. You're going to pr prosper there. You're, not gonna, you're going to struggle here. And that was before he knew me, and that was when there was no indication. I had no contacts or anything in the States. So I kind of seemed a bit impossible at that point. But he must have known what he was talking about because I'm here now. So, um, going back to, so I moved in with my coach. He said he was going to set me up to support me, and then it kind of got a bit tough for his family to have me staying there. So, after about two months, he actually kicked me out. So, I actually, after persuading me to come here and, you know, telling me about the American dream and all these things, he actually kind of left me in the lurch. So, they kind of, he kind of found a place for me to stay, which is more like a cottage, kind of a shed kind of a thing. So I was living there for about six months, and uh, it was a really old place. It was really small, and it had no insulation. And that 2014 winter was pretty brutal. So I actually remember like struggling to keep warm. So I kind of experimented like I did as a kid. So I kind of had this fold-out bed, and I had my blanket, and I had this like halogen heater. So I kind of created like a tent. Like, and I'd kind of hid in it and to try and keep warm. It's like playing a game when I was a kid. We used to create tents and like bunk beds. So I kind of did that to stay warm for the whole winter, you know, and, and that was pretty tough. And then it came to a point because I was actually living with a teammate and he had enough. So he said, I'm going back to Jamaica. I'm not staying here anymore. So when he left, I was in a dilemma because I couldn't afford to pay the rent on my own. And still, my coach that actually brought me here wasn't very helpful at that point. So... Bearing in mind that I came here on my own and I didn't really know anybody, 
And throughout this whole time, I was still tra training twice a day. I was still doing like a full-time course load. And I was trying to do what little bits I could just to try and make my inheritance stretch as long as it could so I could finish my degree. So there was a lot of things going on. And so I had like 30 days to find somewhere else to live. So I was kind of panicking a little bit, but I was still praying and trusting God. And then it came to a point where like about two weeks before I had to leave, I actually just happened to be speaking to a new friend I'd met in the Taekwondo community. And he said that actually he knew a friend that just bought a house and that she was worried that someone might break in and squat there. So he actually reached out to her and he actually worked out in the end that I could stay there for a period of time. And so um, it was kind of like a makeshift kind of a, a garage with a bathroom, but it still was somewhere to stay. And competing like in different parts of the world, I've actually stayed in a lot worse, so I was fine with that. For me, that was a blessing because otherwise I was gonna be homeless and I don't really know anybody. You know, so um, going on from that, I was, it was closer to the college, so it was good. So I was training a lot. I still trained twice a day. I was still trying to complete my course load, still trying to continue to pursue my Olympic dream. And then it got closer to the qualifiers. Uh, that was like 2016. And I was actually seeing someone at the moment. And she was like, I understand you're struggling right now. You're finding it hard to train. You have to do all these things. Why don't you come and stay with me? and you won't have to pay rent so you can focus on your training. I was a bit reluctant because it was really early in our relationship and I, I kind of felt like it wasn't the right thing to do, but I was kind of in a rock, between a rock and a hard place. So I was like, I kind of gave in and decided to do it. And it helped for a period of time. I mean, it allowed me to focus on my training more and to focus on my schoolwork. And so I actually was training pretty hard, but I kind of I got an injury just before the games, which made it very, very difficult and then I actually didn't qualify. So that was a bit disappointing because that was one of the main reasons why I came here. And so what happened is after that, I was focusing on my studies, kind of just locked off from Taekwondo because I was a little bit down because I'd been doing it for 20 years and that was a big uh, goal for me. And then where I was living, it became pretty toxic. I knew deep down it wasn't the right move to move in with the person I was seeing, but I kind of found it was kind of, I guess I was kind of weak at that time, and I was really trying to focus on achieve my goals. And so it came to a point where, spiritually, I was really going down. And I had to make a decision on whether I was going to stay there and maybe be able to save up to finish off my degree or just leave because my spiritual life and my relationship with God is more important to me than just guaranteed finance. So in the end, I decided to leave and just to trust in God because... I kind of believe that he's been with me this whole time. He's not going to leave me at this point. So I took that risk. No idea how I was going to pay for my last degree. And I was concerned that I'd done three years and I wouldn't be able to finish it. So it would be like a waste of time, my inheritance and money, you know. But God's just an awesome God. That's, a, that's all I can say. He's been so awesome in so many ways in my life. And it just worked out that there was a scholarship that I, I was um, able to apply for. And uh, if I got it, it would actually cover all of my fees, as well as my merit-based scholarships. It would cover, cover the whole year. And so there was a chance I could get that. So I applied for that. And I had an indication that I was going to get it, but there was a lot of complications in whether I would. And then I think a week before classes started, in the fall of last year, I got confirmation. 
And so I was able to finish my degree. And um, yeah, so now I'm getting ready to graduate next month. And I had no idea. I just had no idea how it was going to work. I mean, even from before I came here, I was just trusting God. I just knew I was going to come here, and I was going to try and get an A in every class and get every scholarship I could get. That was my plan before I came here. I knew it was going to be a hard road. I knew it was going to be a long road, a tough road, but I just remember that scripture, Joshua, where he says, be strong and courageous. You know, and that if he starts something in you, he will see it through to completion. And I believe that's what he's done, especially with this degree and my journey so far uh, as I've been here in the States. He's definitely been faithful. And when I think about the song, the three wonderful ladies sang at the beginning about how great is our God, we definitely serve a great God. We definitely serve a great God. He's definitely, evidently shown it in my life. And if my story can be encouraging to anybody else, I would say, you know, just trust him. He's a faithful God. He's on time. Not always our time, but he's definitely on time. Always on time, you know. And um, and when it comes back to just, I mean, all I think is on time. When it came to me getting an apartment when I need an apartment, when it came to me getting a scholarship, when it came to me just being able to survive, it makes, it kind of, it kind of reinforces that I'm in the wrong, I'm in the right place, that I'm, in, I'm doing the right thing. And I, I just feel like sometimes we can be a bit discouraged from following our goals because it seems insurmountable sometimes. It feels impossible. But I feel like every vision that God gives us, we at least have to entertain it. Even if we don't commit to it, there's always something in it. There might be someone that you meet or something that you learn or something that you achieve, which is building you up for what God has in store for you in the future. When I think about the connections I've made on this campus, like connecting with Lynn, uh, Dr. Nancy Ross, who's not here right now, but she was very influential. When I think about Trina, I think about, I'm afraid I'm going to miss somebody's, somebody's name, but Professor Lake. So I'm going to stop mentioning it before I forget somebody, but this whole experience at ENC has been so enriching. When I think about from the minute I met Ashley Rudine as my... Um, admissions counselor and how welcoming she was and how helpful she was and how so invested she was in making sure I could come here and just everybody else I've met here. Dr. Freeze has been really helpful. We started the Taekwondo Club together. I've made so many great connections here and it's, it's ENC has taken up a really important part in my heart since I've been here because it's just been a place for me to grow both spiritually as well as in my education and um, I know right now it's a tr transition period for a lot of us. For me, I'm getting ready to graduate and I'm wondering, what am I going to do? Am I going to do OPT? Am I going to do a, a, a master's program? And some of us might be going into our senior year and thinking, am I going to go to grad school? Am I going to go and uh, take a job? Am I going to move to another part of the country? So I know this is a transition period for a lot of people right now. And I feel like these scriptures are really important when you think about being strong and courageous, following your dreams, doing what God has put in your mind for you to do and trusting that if God's put it in your mind and you be strong and courageous and take that leap of faith that he will see it through to the end. I think that's an important message to have. And as the uh, three ladies uh, come back to sing another song for us, I just want you to pray with me. Uh, 
Heavenly Father, Lord Almighty God, I just thank you for this opportunity to share today. And I just pray that just somebody, if, even if it's just one person, I pray that they be encouraged today by my story. And I just pray, mighty God, that you would just give us the courage to be strong, to be courageous, mighty God, and to trust you. And to just be courageous in making those decisions, taking those steps, whether it's in school or whether it's in life. I don't know what you have on everybody's heart, but I just pray you will speak to them and just reassure them that when they take that leap of faith, that you will see it through to the end. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I know some of you can't see me, but <laughs> I'm going to stand right here. Let's give, first, let's give a big hand to everybody that participated today. Big hand. We've been challenged a lot today, and I just, there's a lot to think about. And one of the things that was talked about is love. And so this benediction is from the Apostle Paul. Benediction means good words. These are good words for us to go away with today. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes, comes with all his holy saints. May God bless you as you go. Let's sing the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow.